The Heat have won eight of their last nine games, but many view this team as one trade away from being a legitimate contender, whatever that means. And with Buzz continuing to build around the NBA for potential trade targets, Jordan Poole, DeMar DeRozan, and more, would any of them be the missing piece for Miami? We'll debate the options and why they won't be the best fit for Miami and dig into Jimmy Butler's recent comments about Nikola Jovic. All that and more on today's episode of Locked on Heat. You are locked on Heat, your daily Miami Heat podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, welcome to Locked On Heat, your daily podcast on the Miami I'm Wes Goldberg. Joining me as always is David Ramil. However, you're coming in on YouTube, here, your favorite podcast app. Thanks so much for making Locked On Heat your first listen every day. Got a fun show for you today. We're going to get to a few fake trade ideas that we wouldn't do in a minute. But first, let's start with Jimmy Butler's outspoken support of Nikola Jovic. Butler traveled to Wisconsin to watch Nico play in his first G League game of the season earlier this week. We remember, of course, that Jimmy Butler also said that Nikola Jovic was walking like a man with his chest out during training camp. So he's been supportive of this guy for a long time now. And here's what he said when he was asked about using his off day to go watch Nikola Jovic and the Sky Force. And what inspired the trip to Oshkosh to go see the guys? Uh, Nico, I got to go see my boy, man. I'm a, I'm a huge Nico fan, um, and I think he's going to help this organization well after I'm done here. And um, that's my dog. That's LeBron. I love him to death. So anytime I get a chance to go watch him hoop, I will watch him hoop. Y'all stop playing Nico at the five, man. Nico's not a five. Couple things to get there, though. Uh, he's his dog, David. What did you make of uh, Jimmy Butler's comments about Nikola Jovic? I love it. I, I think there's so many people who are kind of rooting for Jovic because he's still a young player and he's shown such promise. And there's the idea that maybe he's kind of like played out of position, which Jimmy did reference, but also the fact that maybe you know he doesn't fit into the current window and things of that sort. I disagree with all that. And what I really like about this is just Jimmy's unwavering support of a guy like he didn't have to go to wisconsin he didn't have to even make these comments and i know that with jimmy it's always a little tongue-in-cheek but i generally think that this is jimmy being an unheralded leader in the locker room something that he hasn't ever really been seen as because of the way he forced his way out of chicago or minnesota or even whatever problems he might have had in philadelphia like he leads by example but i'll always recall when he first joined the team in 2019 and all throughout that whole season when nobody else believed in his group and everybody said Jimmy came to South Florida to retire and things along those lines, Jimmy was a great leadership, a great leader, very vocal, telling everybody, and now we're going to go and win the championship. Now we're going to go win the championship. And slowly but surely, everybody started to believe the mantra. And it just gets guys to believe. And because he is so good at playing the game itself, everybody else kind of steps up their game as a result. And I think his, his support of Jovic is fantastic. And I, I believe him. I think he's a, a true believer in what Jovic can do. The leadership take is a good one. Uh, the fact that Jimmy Butler is an underrated leader is something you and I have agreed with for a long time. The power of repetition in terms of uh, always saying that they're going to win the championship every chance that he gets. And then, and then kind of just putting more confidence into these guys, whether it's in the locker room by himself or just talking with the media in quotes like this, all that kind of stuff matters. And it's important to do it in a lot of different ways. And I think Jimmy Butler knows that. My takeaway from this was that Jimmy Butler is also preaching patience when it comes to Nikola Jovic. A lot of Heat fans have been frustrated with the lack of playing time yep. for Nico this season. The fact that he went to the G League in the first place and is having to play minutes there is a source of frustration for a lot of Heat fans. Um, he's obviously not part of the rotation right now, and that's why he's in the G League, is to get those reps. But 
Jimmy Butler saying that this guy is going to be a player, that he is a good player already, and that he's going to be part of the Miami Heat's future, uh, even when Jimmy Butler is retired, in essence, is what he's trying to say here. Um, that, to me, is is a, is preaching patience to Heat fans. And I think Heat fans should heed those words and say, like, okay, like maybe we don't need Nikola Jovic to play right now. Maybe we should believe that Eric Spolster and Jimmy Butler know a little bit more than we do about how ready it is that Nikola Jovic is ready is to play. And so just because he's not playing now does not mean he's not a good player. It doesn't mean he's not part of Miami's plans in the future. It doesn't mean really much right. of anything. It just means he's not playing right now. That's all it means. Right. And uh, and I like the patience that, that Jimmy Butler is preaching here. I want to get to, unless we have anything else on that, I want to get to what he says at the end. No, I, I like your take on that, though, because I think a lot of people kind of see him and being like the talent, the, the fact that he showed out in the FIBA World Cup and understand why he can't like necessarily fit a role this season but Miami's still pretty good and it's this is so unusual because you know again with rookies like Hawk is he's so much fo- more fully formed in the defensive end and right. I think that's the real difference here is that he fits in much more easily and he's older he's three years older than Jovic and he's getting these kinds of minutes so he's just different as a person as a player he's he's more easily accepting of this role that Miami has carved out for him, whereas Jovic still has time to mature. And he's the and- youngest player on the roster, on a veteran roster, a team that is nine and five right now. And it would be one thing if the Heat were losing and had nothing right. to do. It would be one thing. Throw anything out there. Yeah. But it's like, yeah. like you want everybody like just – I understand it. I'm not trying to tell fans how to fan. I get it. You want to see this guy. Sure. He's exciting. We all want to see him. We're all excited about what Nikola Jovic could be. But like Jimmy Butler, be a little bit patient. And, and things will pay off maybe down the yeah. line here. Let's talk about a little bit uh, about what uh, Jimmy says at the end of this clip. We're watching move. Y'all stop playing Nico at the five, man. Nico's <laughs> not a five. I'm taking a victory lap here, David. This is a win for the Westheads out there. Uh, I but have told you. Who is they, though? Who is they? Like, who is they saying well, that Nico Falls. should play at the center's position? Sioux Falls is playing him at the five. Are they really? A little bit. But it's the G League. Like you don't have any real centers in the G League. That's like the one thing about the G League is like it all the all the sort of bigger fours play the five. There's not a whole lot of like actual seven footers in the G it's League because like, if they're that big, yeah. they're usually in the NBA. So it's just Justin Champagne playing like the four. Like I mean, he's probably, like undersized. Yeah. Probably okay. The G League is very very undersized. So, uh, but it's it is a little interesting that he's saying that. And like I said, I want to take a little bit of a victory lap here because I've not that I've been saying that Nikola Jovic is a five, because I don't think the heat believe that Jovic is a five either, but I think they believe he's a four and I don't think he's a four. I think Nikola Jovic might be a small forward. I think he might be, uh, I don't know if he's a one just yet. Maybe one day he could be, but he could be a playmaking small forward, a guy who I like him in the catch and shoot stuff. Look, the only thing that even resembles a, 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 a power rotation kind of player in terms of Nikola Jovic is the fact that he's 6'11", 6'10", 6'11". Like, that's it. Other than that, there are no, like, discernible power forward traits about him. There's no – he doesn't rebound. He's, he's He doesn't defend well against size. He actually defends probably a little bit better in space. Like, Larry Markkinen really blossomed when uh, Cleveland figured out that he was more of a three than a four. And now, obviously, he's doing he, – he was an all-star last year in Utah. I think that's probably more of Nikola Jovic's game is a, is a taller – lankier three like Larry marketing like a Michael Porter Jr. like those kinds of guys who could be used to space the floor and make plays on on the second side and things like that that's what I think Jovic's long-term um position is yeah point four I mean he's been that his his whole life I think he's just one of those guys that used to handle the ball and kind of just had a growth spurt and that doesn't take away the skills or anything like that I, I mean I think it's kind of 
you know it happened to Kelly Olenek. It's happened to other guys too, like Anthony Davis. They were kind of reluctant to play the five. I mean, Jovic, you know, obviously not in the same defensive category as AD or anything like that, but I, I think he sees himself more on the offensive end, but he has to kind of lean into that defensive mindset though. So it's like if you can't guard smaller, quicker players in the backcourt and you're not strong or burly enough or physical enough to guard the bigger players, then you kind of have to figure out you know where how to make an improvement on one end of the spectrum or the other because otherwise you're just not going to get any playing time we'll see i mean the defensive stuff is the reason why he's right now out of the nba rotation 100%. he needs to to figure it out on that and not just getting bigger yeah. and stronger but also sort of the decision making and that kind of stuff and you get better with reps and in the g league that's what's going Thank to you. happen here and at the end of the day jimmy butler i think is right patience yeah. patience is I, key I, when it comes to nikola Jovic. You know, so many people are seeing this as a demotion. No way. This is a great opportunity for him to continue to stay ready. And he's looked great in doing yep. so, right? Like, that's the whole thing. Like, he, he's clearly an NBA talent, but he just needs consistent playing time in order for him to continue to build these strengths. And you said it before, uh, development is not a linear progression. There's ups and downs, and he's on the right path with the right team. Uh, the Sioux Falls Sky Forest play. We're recording this on a Tuesday. They play Tuesday night. You'll be listening to this on Wednesday, so they'll have another game under their belt by the time everybody's hearing this. But let's move on. Should the Heat trade for Jordan Poole? I'll tell uh-huh. you why they shouldn't, or if there's anything the Wizards can do to convince them next. Today's episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. Our partners at eBay Motors have teamed up with Locked On Fantasy Basketball host Josh Lloyd to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week all season long. And whether you're prepping for a daily draft or scouting the waiver wire, every week we're going to provide you players that are guaranteed to fit on your roster. So let's see who Josh has picked out for us this week's eBay's Guaranteed Fit Fantasy Picks of the Week. You got Kyle Anderson. Jaden McDaniel's out for some time. Kyle gets to fill in there. Uh, Santi Aldama, heat killer. Love has him. been out there. He's replacing Marcus Smart in the lineup. Jaden Ivey kind of on and off all can season I, long. Can I, intru- can I interject here? Please. I yes. am really upset that Josh included Jaden Ivey on this list because I literally just dropped Jaden Ivey on my fantasy <laughs> team. So now I'm like, I'm like, while we're recording here, I'm scrambling to go to my fantasy team and make sure nobody's grabbed them. I'm going to scoop them back up if I, if I can. But if there's one player I think is going to stand out over the next couple of days, it's Eric Gordon with Bradley Beal missing up to three weeks with the extensive back issues there that might take him out on and off for the rest of the season, really. I think Gordon needs to kind of step up. That's the reason they acquired him. A disaster in Phoenix, man. I don't think disaster is the right word there. I I think a lot of Heat fans are probably happy they dodged a bullet, but I think they're also kind of playing it safe with Bradley, and he's going to be available in the long run. That's fine. Whatever. The reason here where we're talking about Eric Gordon is he's going to have the opportunity to step up in Beal's absence. So let's see if you want to add him to your lineup, then Gordon is the right pick for you, according to Josh Lloyd from Locked On Fantasy Basketball. He's going to help you with your fantasy championship. And eBay Motors knows the championship team is all about each player being a perfect fit. Same with your vehicle. Listen, if you're looking for, for parts for your car or you're looking for upgrades maybe you just maybe you even bought a new car like i just got a new car wanted to make some changes add a couple of accessories guess what ebay's guaranteed fit makes things so much easier to find the parts you're looking for with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly brake kits led headlights roof racks bumpers whatever your baby needs ebay motors got it and with ebay's guaranteed fit it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time every time or your money back plus at these prices you're burning rubber, not cash. 
So keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. eBay's guaranteed fit, only available to U.S. customers, eligible items only, and exclusions do apply. Thanks for making Lockdown Heat your first listen every day. Make sure you're subscribed on YouTube and on your favorite podcast app. Lockdown has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Lockdown Sports Today is here for you 24-7 covering the top stories of the day with the local experts of Lockdown plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Lockdown Sports Today on YouTube. Subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Good news, David. Jaden Ivey is still available. <laughs> um, wanted to get to some trade talk because now that's a, a nightmare. Of- you said you said Phoenix is a nightmare. Detroit losers at twelve straight. I mean that's a team with promise. Will they ever win again? I, Who I think I'm, more wins at the end by the end of the year? Detroit or Washington? Oh, I, oh, oh. Detroit. I think Washington just doesn't care. I think Detroit cares enough, and and Monty's kind of like building things from the ground up. Like he tore everything down to build it back up, yeah, and everybody's kind of feels like a team that just kind of goes on a run like the last month of the season, and then next year yeah. the big headline is like, remember Detroit? What they did? They went eight, 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 eight in the last month of the season or something, and then uh, and you know, uh, bubble you know, Phoenix Suns. That's yeah, what right. Monty's team. That was kind of happened. They went to the finals the next year. You want to put some money yeah. down on FanDuel, Pistons finals next year? Look at those futures. Maybe not. Uh, yeah. <laughs> speaking of the Wizards, uh, <laughs> there's a bunch of names out there already uh, in trade talks. But rather than try to come up with some trades that make sense for the Heat and just waste all of our listeners' time that way, we thought we could yes. actually look at this from the lens of the other teams and see if we could come up with some deals that make sense for them but that we think that the Heat would say no to, if that makes any sense. So this is the bad fake trade ideas segment. Trades that we would say no to if we were if we had the controls of the Miami Heat. Let's jump in right in with uh, – go ahead, go ahead, sorry. No, I, I just want to interject some damage control here because I can already see people saying, oh, there's no need for trades, and I happen to agree. I don't think there's a trade. There That's the whole point of the segment. We're not doing any I, of these trades. I just want everybody to be clear about this. Like We're, we're saying these names Miami's linked to – Miami should and would have no interest in them. So let's the Miami Heat are nine and five. They're top four in the Eastern Conference. They're feeling good right now. No need to make any changes to the roster at this point. They're not like in full scale Clippers. Oh my God, what do we do? We're freaking yeah. out. Like that's not what's happening right now. Uh, but there are other teams that could be freaking out that'd be calling Miami and saying, Hey, can we introduce you in X, Y, and Z? And Miami at this point would probably say, like No, and here are pool. these trades. Let's start. With Jordan Poole, who the Wizards will reportedly look to trade because they don't view him as franchise player material. This is according Get out. to Mark Stein. I saw that one coming. But um, here's the trade. Washington calls Andy Ellsberg, calls the, the Miami Heat hotline and says, Hey, Jordan Poole, he's got experience coming off the bench for future Hall of Famers. He's got championship experience. You're looking for a guy to maybe come off your bench and, and improve your scoring on offense, and you're a little bit worried about Tyler Hero accepting a bench role, we will offer you Jordan Poole for Tyler Hero straight up. Obviously, the Heat say no to this. Yeah, I mean, I, I know the question about Tyler accepting a bench role uh, is kind of a, a concern for some people, myself included, because I think that might be a, a best fit for him. But definitely... Definitely not at the cost of, I mean, trading him for Jordan Poole. Like, I, I understand you don't just Jordan. You trade a, a better player for a worse player because you're avoid of, you, you want to avoid an awkward conversation. <laughs> yeah. Especially Eric Spolstra. I mean, 
He's, he's had to tell like everybody to play out of position. He told like the best player of all time. He's like, you know what? We kind of see you at the four. Is that okay? You can you mind playing it, you know, and, and taking the ball out of your hands a little bit. Uh, we told Chris Bosch, you know, you're going to be center. If you can do that, bench. Yeah. If you could tell that arguably the best player in, in South Florida sports history, you know what? You're kind of a reserve now at this point in your career. You're cool with that. And, and you're not going to make a lot of waves about it. Yeah. I think you can tell that to Tyler Hero. So, if I'm Washington, I hear, okay, okay, I got it, I got it. We figured we might as well make the offer. We understand. We would like, we wanted to upgrade our player for the better player, but we get, we understand why you want to do it. However, we do have a 2030 first round pick coming over from Golden State. We have nine extra second round picks. We have our own first round picks from 2026 on. So we could trade up to four future first round picks and basically a bajillion second round picks, as many as you want. We got them. How many do the, the Wizards have to offer? To make this palatable, none. I, I, it I doesn't, mean, I don't. It doesn't you matter. mean, in other words, even if they offered all of them, it wouldn't work. Yeah, I mean, yeah, <laughs> which they can't do. But sure, I mean, yeah, I, it would take not like like Jordan Poole. Like, I can't say for certain that he's a bad player. Like, that's ridiculous. He's, he's an player. NBA no. level player, right? And, and I think he's just in a bad spot on a bad team that, that doesn't care. I thought he was going to take this and be like, "Oh, I've got nothing but the open road." I thought he was going to propel himself into like our all-star levels of production, like 30 points per game because he doesn't have to worry about Draymond or Steph or anybody else. But even that hasn't really panned out either. I, just- I never bought that in the first place with Jordan Poole. You don't really get – like players with more opportunity who are already bad decision makers and not efficient don't Fair. become better decision makers and more efficient with more volume and more stuff on their shoulders. So I think but Jordan Poole could trade- be a very good reserve, but he's also making the same money of, uh, as Tyler Hero is. It's almost a, uh, a one-for-one match at this point in their contract. So I just uh, – that's why the is trade – Is there any aspect – like the conversation was Tyler or Jordan Poole a couple of years ago. Is there any aspect – of his game in which he's better than Tyler at this point in his career? His handle is better. That's it. And and Tyler Hero is a very good handle. It has nothing to do with Tyler Hero's handle. Jordan Poole is just a better ball handler. He's, Jordan Poole is probably one of the best six or seven ball handlers in the NBA. But when he, it's what he does with the ball when he handles it. Like the decisions he makes after the whirly-twirly fancy stuff, That that's the problem with him. So, all right. Longer range, on. maybe? Longer range? Oh, yeah. No, Tyler Hero has better range than Jordan Poole. Okay. Definitely. Yeah, just look at their percentages. Sure. Okay. Um, all right. Uh, let's go to let's go to this one. Let's go to this team that we just played twice, Chicago. Yeah. The Heat get DeMar DeRozan. And the Chicago and the Bulls get Kyle Lowry and a first round pick. Wait. Wrong button. Right. <laughs> Laugh track. <laughs> nice, really nice. Um, I Larry in a first for DeRozan. He's only making thirty million. Like, and he's a free agent this year. So yeah, both it's expiring kind of contracts. Yeah, but you don't want to necessarily give up a pick. And I don't, I don't see DeRozan's path to helping this team either. I mean, he's not a. Like again, the conversations have shifted so much. Like a couple seasons ago, he was like top five in the NBA. And now everybody kind of like doesn't even like the idea of him on their team. So I think that's kind of swung too far in one direction. I just, for this particular group, he's not an area of need. Like I think Kyle is more helpful in his limited role and limited production at this point right now than DeMar DeRozan. He's not a good fit. He doesn't shoot threes. He needs the ball in his hands. Uh, As a defender, there's not a whole lot there at this point in his career. 
he's not the right fit. And if you've got to trade a first round pick and a good asset in Kyle Lauer right now, if we're talking about what you could do with an expiring contract, there's a lot of trades that could be done down the road. I, I don't I don't think that that's the thing that I would do if I were the Miami Heat. Uh, we already talked about Zach Levine in a, in a past episode. So if people want to hear our thoughts on Zach Levine, they could do that. We recorded that last week, I think it was. Yep. So that's up there on YouTube and in your podcast app. Um, could the Heat strike a deal with the Warriors? We'll talk about that next here on Locked on Heat. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Score early during the NFL and NBA season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. And right now, new customers get 150 bucks in bonus bets with any winning $5 Moneyline bet. That's 150 bucks if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action, especially with NBA activity picking up, the in-season tournament, so much going on right now, and the app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. Maybe maybe go in on a, a couple of uh, you know odds for Bama to buy out to win MVP because I kind of like that deal. Go visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL and NBA. Thanks for making Locked on Heat your first listen every day. Every day is tune in Wednesday night for our takeaways from Miami's game in Cleveland. Can the Heat make it another win? Can they make it 9 out of 10? Make sure you subscribe on YouTube, your favorite podcast app. Some breaking news here. Heat's injury report. Kevin Love out for personal reasons. So no return to Cleveland. A little bit of a bummer there. We expect Thomas Bryant to pick up the backup center minutes there with Kevin Love out. Um Always looking forward to those kinds of comeback stories. Uh, unfortunately, not going to be the case this time around. It's weird. Like, personal reasons. I mean, they all, uh, again, you don't want to dig into it too much. He seemed fine after last night's game. I guess the only thing that could pass is, you know, his him and his wife and their newborn baby. Like, hopefully there's everything. Hopefully everything is fine. Yeah, but, uh, you know, as a, with, a, with a newborn, you never take too many chances, right? So, I mean, if, he's, if he has to stop and, and fly back to Miami rather than – Stopping at Cleveland, uh, you know, all the all, all best wishes to him and his family. Hopefully nothing's wrong. Let's move on to the trades that the Miami Heat shouldn't do here. Let's go to the mm. Western Conference. We're going to talk about uh, the Golden State Warriors. You know what? I like this one the best. So let's let's I'm going to put a pin in that one. Let's go to this one. I think we can cover it quickly here. Um, mm. The Portland Trailblazers, our old friend Joe Cronin. <sighs> He finally finds the Miami Heat's phone number lying around somewhere. He didn't have it before. He finds it, goes to the roll Rolodex, maybe makes some phone calls to some buddies of his and says, hey, do you have their number? I, could, I swear, I never got it. I never got it from them. Uh, I went beeper. to their DMs. They never answered. Like, I just I, I can't get in touch with them. They finally is, say, is, a beeper, is beeper too dated a reference there? I mean, can you, you know what a beeper is? I know what a beeper is. Uh, Joe Cronin, the beeper king, maybe, but I don't. I don't know that uh, a lot of our listeners know. You got to know what a beeper is. Do people not know what a beeper is? That would be crazy. If you don't know what a beeper is, no shaming. We're not gonna make fun of you, but like, just say something in the comment section on YouTube here, because uh, that's that would be crazy. I had a toy beeper when I was a kid. Never had a real one. <laughs> I was so cool. Yeah, like um, your dad, right? just like dad. Yep. Uh, all right. Finally, finds the number. Pages of the Heat gets gets in contact, and Joe Cronin offers the Heat Jeremy Grant for Kyle Lowry, David straight up, no picks. They got buyer's remorse on the four year deal that they gave Jeremy Grant. The money is basically like for like. It works as a straight up deal. Uh, the Heat get a talented player, a twenty point scorer in Jeremy Grant, a guy who could start right away on the perimeter. 
What do you think? Kyle, and this would just be Portland just trying to get out of the contract. I'm not even sure Portland would actually do this. But if they were that motivated to get off the contract, it's a really good way to do it. He's shooting 35% from three-point range. That's probably about his career average, right? Yeah, and averaging 22%. So, yeah, that is actually his uh, right on the money for his uh, career. Uh, You know, it's a possibility, but I've got to say no. I I just can't. I can't see the reason why Miami would want to lock themselves into this kind of contract. I'm, I'm, I've kind of shifted here. I don't think Miami should make a trade as much as I have for years now said Miami needs to shore up their their bench and or shore up like their role players and things of that sort. With the emergence of, of Hawkes, the emergence of Highsmith, Duncan kind of regaining his form, the fact that they're playing this well without their leading scorer or maybe even their best offensive player in Tyler Hero – like I, I'm of the mindset now that you don't make a trade on, on this team unless you're going to acquire like a bona fide superstar, and Jeremy Grant is not that superstar. I don't I, I, look. Obviously, if you can get a, a superstar and then the deal makes sense, you do it. That's just what you do for superstars. If if it's a high end role player, the caliber of Jeremy Grant, then I would do something. But the fit has to be a better fit than Jeremy Grant. I don't love the fit, and the money is really tough here. The money is really tough when you're looking at. 27 and a half million this year, 20 almost 30 million next year, 32 the year after that, 34 million the year after that, 36 million dollar player option that I bet he's going to pick up when he's 33 years old. You're you've got him under contract now for 5 years through 2028. That is not necessarily the that's not the investment that I think the Heat should make and it would basically put them over that second luxury tax apron next year because Kyle Lowry's contract comes off the books. And then you basically be replacing that with Jeremy Grant's contract. And he's not good enough for me to warrant getting all the way up into that super max uh, or right. super tax apron. So uh, I like Jeremy Grant as a player just fine. I've never been like sure. the biggest Jeremy Grant fan, uh, but right. he's a, he's fine. Uh, but to me, I don't know that it's worth not even just like the Mickey Harrison's money. I don't really care about that, but, but like really just like the roster construction yeah. uh, issue. You might have been able to re-sign Jimmy. Like, right. Like- I mean, what, have, like, that would amount. No, you would have to. You would have to salary dump like Tyler Hero or Duncan Robinson to to make that work this summer. Not necessarily right now, but this summer before the the punitive things come into effect next year. And I would rather have Tyler Hero and Duncan Ro- on this team at their salaries than Jeremy Grant on that contract. Which is why, by the way, that like this is even on the table, even hypothetically, Larry's expiring to straight up just so that the the Blazers can get a get out of jail free card on this contract that. They signed me. They had their chance. Lillard? I don't know. <laughs> they had their chance. That's right. No. Yeah. No. In this, in, in a real scenario here, the Heat say, I'm sorry, Joe, who? I never heard of you. Uh, <laughs> they gave the wrong number. All right. Last one here. Last one here. The Golden State Warriors, Mike Dunleavy Jr. taking over as GM for Bob Myers, who's now doing a decent job at ESPN, calls up the Miami Heat and says, you know what? The Chris Paul thing, it's just not working. We don't have enough balance on the perimeter. We need a little bit more juice. We need a little bit more depth. Uh, we're trying to get out of this Chris Paul thing. Um, <laughs> tell you what. We'll give you Chris Paul and some salary filler, just loose ends at the at the end of the roster. But basically, Chris Paul for Kyle Lowry and Caleb Martin. Uh, no, I, I don't think so. Like. I think we've seen uh, the end, and it's been coming for some time. Like there is, there's been a slight regression in who he is as a player, uh, and I just think we're starting to see like 
the, the the kind of light at the end of the Chris Paul's career tunnel here. And the fact that he's getting paid $30 million this year and another $30 million the next, no option on that. Just you're locking yourself into a whole heck of a lot of money for a player that just can't really contribute at a high level. He is not the answer for Miami. As much as fans might want superstar name and cachet and everything else like that, I just don't think uh, he's a right fit for the Heat. He needs the ball in his hands a lot. And all that stuff you just said really bummed me out because I loved watching Chris Paul when he was great. Like he was such a unique player in this league, but he's averaging the fewest amount of field goal attempts for his career. That's per game. That's per 100 possessions, whatever you want to say. And he's shooting it at a career low rate, 39.8% overall field goal percentage. You saw the decline at the end of last year with Phoenix, which is why they decided to move off of him in the first place. Uh, it's right. a total bummer what's happened to Chris Paul, but he's also 38 years old. He's a future Hall of Famer, no doubt about it. Hopefully it works out for him in, in whatever here. There's a reason he's coming off the bench now for the Warriors, but uh, that's not that's not the move if you're the Heat. Like, like I would like, – Caleb Barton right now is a better player than Chris Paul. I don't – Oh, I yeah. Don't, I don't think that that's even debatable. This is not even like a Kyle Lowry for Chris Paul conversation. The only reason that's part of it here is because the salaries match up. Um, is Paul a better player than Lowry straight up? Probably right now, but in terms of fit, also Lowry is a better fit for this roster because, like I said, Chris Paul, he just wants to run pick and roll, have the ball in his hands the whole time. Kyle Lowry's at least okay playing off the ball a little bit. You would like yeah. Kyle Lowry to shoot the ball when he's in those off-ball positions a little bit more, but it's not exactly like Chris Paul is awesome at that either. He's not shooting either, so we kind of get the same issues with Chris Paul. Yeah that you do from Kyle Lowry in terms of the catch and shoot stuff. So, all right, those are a bunch of trades that we don't want to make. If we're the Miami, Heat. that was, I think that worked. I think that was, I don't know. Again, just because we, we were talking about these, because the names are floating out there. That's it. No interest in actually doing these trades. Don't come at us in the comments, please. I don't understand how anybody would read anything other than what we just did as what it is that we just did. But I pointed out yesterday that, that the victory over Chicago shouldn't be like a, a cause for like euphoria. And everybody says that I've given up on this team. Me, of all people, have given up on this team. Because I said, you know never what? given up on this team. I don't know. I don't understand. Anyway, whatever. Thanks for making Lockdown Heat your first listen every day. Every day is tune in Wednesday night for our recap of the Miami Heat's game against the Cleveland Cavaliers, our biggest takeaways, and hopefully some credit cookies to be given out right before Thanksgiving. Hit that subscribe button on YouTube. Follow us on your podcast app. Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. 